Hello, and welcome to Building Community with Whitney and Anu. We are two Asian American millennials who aim to empower our communities through our stories and words, one cup of tea at a time. another episode of our podcast with Whitney and Anu. This episode is called What's in a Name? And this week we're going to talk about a somewhat touchy subject that a lot of Asian Americans are affected by, and that being the concept of our names and how that affects how we are seen in society, but more importantly, how we see ourselves. We found that everyone deals with this very differently. Sometimes people have an American name versus a legal name, or they even go with a nickname. So Anu and I are going to share our experiences with our names and how that has shaped our identities over time. Yeah, exactly. So I mean, to get started, my real name is Inu. It actually means small Adam. So (laughs) I haven't known how I'm supposed to feel about that. But I'm actually like, uh, I'm, I'm sort of like in real life, I'm a petite person. So having a name that means small is not the most (laughs) empowering thing, but I've gotten used to it. And yeah, that's what my name uh, means. Is Whitney your uh, real name and does it mean anything? Whitney is actually my legal name. I have a Japanese middle name, which is Keiko. That's my grandmother's name. And I, I love it very much. My last name, Romberg, is a German name because I'm half German and half Japanese. And my, my mom's maiden name is Sasaki. And so I have a relationship with the name Sasaki versus Romberg. When I was born, they gave me the Romberg name because my mom had changed her name to Romberg already. But later, my granddad was saying that with the name Romberg versus Sasaki, it would open more doors for me. And so that's one of the reasons why it is said that I've been given that name. And I think that made me feel a bit othered from my family by having the Romberg name versus the Sasaki name. Growing up, I had a lot of cousins who would say, oh, Whitney's not a real Sasaki because that's not her her real name. Mm. And so I feel like I want to change my last name from Romberg to Sasaki eventually. My last name is Arimadam. So I'll say it again, Arimadam. So it's always gotten a lot of different pronunciations in school and everything. (laughs) It's definitely been something hard for like teachers and classmates to pronounce. And even my first name, Anu, it's actually not pronounced the traditional Indian way. The traditional Indian way is supposed to be Anu, but I've actually like grown to really dislike the pronunciation of Anu. I've, I've gotten different pronunciations. I've gotten Anu, which I absolutely hate. I've gotten Anu, Anu, also sort of grading to my ear. And one time in, I think it was sixth grade, one of my teachers called me uh, a poo, like a poo from the Simpsons. I'm not sure. Wow. Yeah. I'm not sure how she like substituted that letter inside, but that was not fun either. And yeah, so I've just kind of settled with Anu. It's uh, something my older brother called me when I was growing up as well as my family. So that's how I pronounce it. It is different from the way 99% of other Indian people traditionally pronounce that name, but it works for me and I I love the way it sounds. 
And I think at the end, it's mostly what, how we feel about ourselves with our names. I think that calling someone by the correct name is the absolute minimum of respecting someone, showing respect for someone. People have messed up my name, even though it's an American sounding name. People will, um, first of all, I deal with a lot of Whitney Houston jokes. <laughs> and so I think I'm just, I've just resigned myself to dealing with Whitney Houston jokes. And I actually really like Whitney Houston. So whatever. <laughs> I think that um, with Romberg, because it's spelled the way it sounds. So it's R-O-M-B-E-R-G. Very easy. Most people get it. But every so often I get people who try to put an accent on it. So they're like exoticizing it. And I'm never sure if it's because they see me and they think it's some name that they're not used to because they think their ears aren't trained to hear the sounds, even though they very much are. Or if it's just because they just really think it's, they say like Romberg or Rahomberg, like Rahm Emanuel, the former mayor of Chicago. It's, it's very strange how people see it. With, um, with Keiko, I, I don't go by Keiko very often. And so people will, people will usually say like, oh, Keiko, or my grandma called, got called Kiyako by one of, I think it was her dentist receptionist. And this receptionist had been seeing her for over 20 years and she still can't get her name right. It's kind of strange. It kind of sucks, right? Because people will, will get really sad if you try to correct them or they might get sensitive about it. I've heard that a lot of people have Starbucks names. Have you heard of the concept of Starbucks names? No. Yeah, they'll just say, like, if they have a name that's a little too ethnic sounding, they'll, they'll say, like, oh, my name is John, or my name is Kyle, or they'll, they'll just give themselves some white bread name. When peop- there was a, f- a time in high school where people used to misspell my name. They would call me, like, Wendy or Winnie or whatever. So I was really into Alice Cooper in high school. Mm-hmm. And so I, I wrote Alice Cooper on my Starbucks thing at one point and they pronounced it perfectly. <laughs> I just thought that was funny. But since then I was like, oh, I feel weird like taking on this identity that's not mine. But I, my uncle actually, he'll say Smith instead of Sasaki because people will ask him to spell it 20 times or they'll say Suzuki, like the motorcycle company or whatever. And so he's like, just call me Smith, like just <laughs> the end. And so. I think everyone deals with it differently. And it's not to pass judgment on those who do that. I've known of people who somewhat take it personally when people don't embrace their names or they don't continue educating people about it. But I think I don't think there's a wrong way to deal with it. It's it just depends on how much emotional labor you want to put in. Like I saw this video on Facebook the other day, Hassan Minaj, and he was talking about how he used to go by Hassan and or Sean and he would just let people slide with his name. And he tells a story about how he met, I believe, Ellen DeGeneres. And Ellen had messed up his name, saying Hassan. And so the story goes that Hassan corrected her for like five minutes. And his parents later were like, you're correcting Ellen on how to say your name. You should just let it slide. And he was like, no, it's who I am. And so I think that's a really valid way to deal with it, too. I have to correct people almost every time I meet something new. I think their go-to is a new, which again, I find super greedy. <laughs> I'll always just be like, oh yeah, hi. It, yeah, yeah, it's a new. Just, just let them know. And if it keeps coming up, if they're like, if they revert back to a new, I'll be like, uh, yeah, it's a new. <laughs> and uh, there's definitely not anything wrong with getting a name wrong. And I think it's great when people educate others about their names. And I think it's important for people to take that time to really say someone's name correctly. Like it it might seem like a small deal, but 
you know, it is their name, it's their identity. And if someone was pronouncing the name Lisa as Lisa or Lessa or something, I'm sure Lisa would not be super pleased with them. So it's important to take that time to, especially when you meet people of different cultures, to make sure you get that correct. Absolutely. Yeah. Especially because we live in LA, right? And so you can't go outside for two miles without finding someone whose heritage is vastly different from yours. And so if you live in a place where it's really diverse, and America is very diverse as well, where you have to go out with the assumption that you're not going to know everything and that you're open to being educated, especially in times like these where there's been a lot of hot issues about people of color being liberated and feeling more integrated into society. I often think about when people who gets the privilege of correcting people on their names. And I find that sometimes when I say, oh, my name is Whitney and not Wendy, they'll be like, oh, okay, okay. But my sister, Kylie, it's spelled the way it sounds too. It's Kylie. And people will often call her Kaylee. When people say Kaylee, it's like nails on a chalkboard. She'll be like, it's Kylie. And Kylie has gotten mixed, kind of mixed reactions with it where she'll be like, oh, sorry, it's, it's Kylie. And she'll apologize to them. And they get all sad and they're just like, oh, you don't have to be so rude about it. And I very, I very seldom get talked over when I talk about names because I think they feel bad because they're like, oh, this American name. But I find that sometimes people get mixed things about it. What are your experiences with when you correct people? Do you find that people are like, oh, sorry about that. And they try their best or they're just like, how dare you type of thing. No, I haven't had like a really transparent how dare you moment, but I have noticed the majority of the time, like people will either get a little embarrassed that they've pronounced it wrong and I've corrected them, or they'll just get like this unpleased look on their face. And I just don't get it. My name, fortunately, is two syllables. It's Anu. So Mm -hmm. I don't understand why there is these feelings when people get corrected. I've just learned to just correct it and move on from it if people don't like being corrected or sometimes if they feel like they're being called out when we're in a group situation. I can't do much about it, but I'm certainly not going to go by the wrong name just so I'm not correcting someone in the moment. Definitely. I find that when I mess up someone's name, I am typically really mortified because I grew up here in California and I haven't traveled to too much out of the country. Thanks, Trump. And so I'm bound to get someone's name wrong sometimes. It's like if I mess up someone's name, I'm typically mortified. And I'm always saying, don't let me mess it up. Just keep correcting me until I get it. But I'm going to try my best to get it. And I've gone to a point sometimes where I used to work with autistic youth before I moved out to LA. And they had some names that were more ethnic. Some people, they would give them little nicknames that they ended up going by. And that was fine. But I would also make a point to try to memorize their real name or their legal name. And I would write it down just to make sure that I would get it. So just in case, if ever they wanted to say, oh, I go by this name now instead of the nickname, because every so often you'd get someone who's like, that's not my name. And that's, that's good. And so I would try to make sure that I know it just in case. After high school, I went by Joey for a little time after I got into college. And the reason why was... I just kind of wanted a fresh start. And sometimes a name can be like a new beginning for you. It can be like a new personality or identity and can make you feel more comfortable. So I went by Joey for a little bit in college. That was an experience. And then more recently, I've 
been going by Alex sometimes. And Alex kind of started mainly when I started a new job a year or so ago. It was at an entertainment studio here in L.A. And we were at our orientation with a bunch of people in a room sitting together and we were going through the company rules and like policies and everything and very colorful room with all like the main characters from some of the bigger TV shows and movies that the studio had done. Mm. And I just felt really intimidated. So when it was my turn to introduce myself to the room, I absolutely wasn't planning on it, but I just... I was in a moment of panic and anxiety. And I just said, Mm -hmm. hi, my name is Alex. And at that time, Alex was just a name that I could identify with that gave me the strength. And also it was just more easier in terms of something that people could identify me with rather than Anu, whereas there is a little more um, of an education process there. So I did Mm -hmm. go by Alex for quite a time and... Um, still do. And I find I use it in those situations where I don't necessarily want to go through that process of teaching people how to pronounce my name and having to correct them when they get it wrong and all of that. And do you find that there are certain cues that you have to have that the other person has to meet for you to be like, oh, this person's worth the emotional labor versus nah, it's Al- it's an Alex kind of day. That's a good point. The more familiar and comfortable I am with the person, I'll go by Anu. If it's a stranger that I've just met, I'm more likely to go by Alex just because it's just easier. I like both names. I mean, I think Anu is more my authentic self, but Alex, it's my Starbucks name. It's like the name I use when, you know, I just want to have like an easy time of it and don't want to go through that whole process. I definitely relate to trying to figure out what name to go by versus going through the whole thing about explaining my name. Because when people ask, every so often we talk about middle names, people are like, oh, what's your middle name mean? And I'm happy to explain it because I'm proud of it. But I've actually gone through a somewhat similar journey with changing my last name because I used to have a pen name versus my legal name. And now I'm eventually going to change my name. So when I started getting into the zine community up in the Bay Area, I would go by First, I should probably give some context about this name. And so I used to work at an adult store. And my friend Patty, who was my former manager, but now is a great friend of mine, she had this cute kitty collar that she was wearing. It said Patty Kitty on it. And I was like, that's a really cute tag. That's, that's adorable. She had like this cute outfit on. And she was like, you should get one that says Whitney Kitty. And I was like, you know, that's a great idea. So I drove down to the PetSmart, got myself a Whitney Kitty tag. And Eventually, I when I was making some zines, I was drawing some pictures on my Instagram and stuff. My Instagram is Whitney Kitty Art, and that's where it comes from. And so I was like, oh, maybe I should just try going by Whitney Kitty for a little bit because I felt I didn't really feel like Romberg suited my my true self, so to speak. And I still don't think it does, which is why I'm going to change it later. So I was like, oh, I can be Whitney Kitty. That can be my pen name. And then Whitney Romberg can be like my kind of corporate name. So like when I go to work or whatever, my day job, that's my name. But my art name is Whitney Kitty. And then I kind of felt like I got to a point, I don't really exactly remember when this happened, but I felt like that name didn't really suit me as much with what I was trying to do with my art as well. And so then I was like, okay, well, there's no work-life balance. There's just life. And so why don't I just go by Whitney Romberg for all of it? And so now on my newer zines and my newer artworks, it's, it's my name, Whitney Romberg, but my Instagram is still Whitney Kitty Art because that's just what it is. And I think it's, it's good. I have it. With Sasaki, 
what I'm actually planning on doing is somewhat unconventional for a lot of people. A lot of people, they they get rid of the maiden name and that's just what happens. It's just the name of the past. But what I'm planning on doing is my partner and I got engaged recently and neither of us wanted to take our each other's last names, but we wanted the same last name. And so I was like, just throwing it out there. Why don't we both become, we can both become Sasaki's instead. And they were like, that's a great idea. Because at some point I was going to have both last names. I was going to be Romberg Sasaki. And then I was like, oh, that's a too, that's too long. And so my fiance and I, when we're married in the next like couple years, we're going to become, uh, it's going to be Whitney Sasaki legally. And so that's how my journey is with that. That is a little bit unusual, I think, but really cool. So Sasaki is your mother's maiden name, correct? Yes. Usually people take their father's uh, last name, right? Yeah, she has She has my father's last name, but I, I want to reclaim it, so to speak. Gotcha. That's awesome. And, and you, you definitely like have related sometimes a bit more to Sasaki too, right? Definitely. Yeah. The only thing I'm somewhat worried about is that people know me as Whitney Romberg now. So that's going to be a shift. Like if you Google me, all of my art stuff comes up, my day job probably comes up and all that stuff. But it gets to a point where I'm like, I have to choose which way I want to go. It's like, do I have this name that is somewhat, it's not really as connected to me. Like I don't experience life as a German person. I experience life as an Asian American multiracial person. Mm -hmm. And I want my name to reflect that. I've been conditioned to believe that my name has afforded me a lot more opportunities than somebody with a more ethnic name would have. There's actually a few studies on that. I was reading an article a couple years back where Harvard wasn't letting Asian Americans in because of their names. They would hold their applications up to a higher standard because they had assumptions about who they were based on their name alone. And so for me, I was like, well, I bypassed that because I know that if people see my name on a resume, I'll at least get to the next round because they don't know that I'm non-white yet but we live here and there are plenty of people with ethnic last names. And so I ended up thinking that, well, I think it's, it's best to have an, a name that's authentic to me that I'm proud to be called and to kind of filter out people who don't want to get it, so to speak. Yeah. Because that's how I experience life. For sure. I remember when I was back in Michigan, I was listening to the evening news and there was this story that came up about HR managers and how if they saw certain names, more ethnic sounding names like Shaniqua or Hassan or something like that Mm -hmm. would be a deterrent to them calling in that person for an interview. And there's been plenty of studies that I've gone on where people will choose somebody who they relate to the most. And most of the time, that means they have a white face or they have a white name or something. Most of my white friends, they don't have to, they don't have to worry about people messing up their name or asking their ethnicity or whatever. And for me, it's like, I don't have to worry about my name getting mispronounced as much as misspelled. Sometimes I feel like I have bypassed some of that. I feel weird about that because I've experienced it in other realms, but not necessarily with this. I was just remembering in my two gra- like graduations, uh, both, I believe it was high school and college. And, you know, I think people got okay. I think that, you know, we, they usually have like this uh, graduation announcer person who says your name and then you come up on stage and collect your diploma and all of that. So We usually give them an index card where they write, you know, your name or you write your name and you write it out like phonetically so they know how to pronounce it. Inu um, was usually fine. My last name, Arimagam, was just like 
a complete mess on stage. And in high school, you know, like I let it slip by, but recently I was graduating from uh, grad school and was doing my uh, business degree. Mm-hmm. And the person, like she pronounced it like Arumagaba or something. Oh my God. And the real pronunci- pronunciation is Arumagum. Needless to say, I wasn't too happy working, like working super hard for like two years <laughs> and like the culminating moment to be called Anu Arumagaba or something. It's not pleasant, but you know, that's just another thing like where you're like, oh, I'm used to this. And so I just went up and those kinds of situations happen all the time. So just used to it, but it was you know, it was a little unfortunate. Did you ever have like any big moments where your your name was mispronounced or anything? I did. Yeah. First of all, that really sucks because master's degrees, there there's so much work that goes into it. I actually have a similar graduation story where first I, I did two graduations. So at my school, UC Santa Cruz, there was a special, it's called Rainbow Graduation. And Rainbow Graduation is for all of the LGBT folks to come and celebrate their graduations because graduations they can be a little presumptuous sometimes and there's definitely protocol that people go by and it might not always affirm people's gender identities or who they are and so rainbow grad is designed to be this place where you can celebrate your achievements but you can also come as you are so i just i put on like a cute dress i put on like this um this short dress and some people would wear they would wear like t-shirts and jeans if they felt more affirmed in that and you didn't have to wear a cap and gown you could just wear whatever you wanted and so they did great. They pronounced my name perfectly because we went over it a couple of times. So the chair, the person who ran the queer center at the time, she got my name perfectly. And I was like, yes. And that was really the only graduation I cared about. To be honest, I didn't really care about my college graduation. I almost didn't participate. I was like, well, I get the degree no matter what. I loved going to college. And so that's the end. The only reason I did my college graduation was because my mom wanted me to. I, I told her like, I don't, I was like, you know, I don't really want to do the ceremony. I, I already have the degree. And she got pretty angry. She was like, you know, you know who those are for? College graduations are not for the students. They're for the parents who put them through college. <laughs> and I was like, not really sure what to say to that. I was like, that's totally not true. Like I, it is me who went through college, but whatever. I'll do the ceremony. Fine. And so I finally signed up for the ceremony. Um, I signed up on the last day. Sorry, mom. They give you, you a note card and they say, pronounce your name phonetically. And so I think I remember I was like Whitney Keiko Romberg and I thought about it. I, my partner who, um, not my fiance, but they were studying linguistics at the time. And I said, what's the best way to phonetically pronounce my name? And they were like, so you put wit, W-I-T, mm-hmm. and then knee, like your knee, the body part, yeah. Whitney, and then K, just the letter K, and then Co, K-O-H, and then Romberg. R-H-A-M dash B-U-R-G. That's the best way to pronounce it phonetically. And I was like, perfect. And so my graduation comes and it's really hot. It's, it's one of those hot Santa Cruz days. I'm about to receive my diploma or not my diploma, like a, one of those like show versions. It's a piece of paper really. And, a, and like a flower or something. And this lady says, graduating with honors in art, Whitney Keiko Romberg. And <laughs> and I still laugh to this day. I thought it was hilarious. I was like, LOL, give me that like, so I can leave. All right, bye. But I, I just thought it was the funniest thing. And I was like, it just went to show 
that was actually one of the first things that I thought about about with changing my name. I was like, if people are gonna mispronounce my name no matter what, I might as well just have one that I want. That's that was like the first thing. It was my actually I think my partner and my mom were more mortified than I was. I was like, LOL, this is hilarious. And my partner was like, how do they mess it up? Just Whitney, Keiko, Vromberg, and they just like ruined my name. And it seemed like that happened a lot to a lot of people, except for people who had like James Smith, like those types of names, like they just got a pass. But it just, it just seems like of all things to mess someone's name up on, that is that their time of recognition. I mean, they're, I didn't care about my college graduation, but I know there are many people who do, and that's totally valid. I think it's, it's a ceremony of achievement. I think it's something to be proud of that you finished a degree. And so it makes sense if you really just want just that one time that your name is, is pronounced correctly because people worked really hard and we're going to be paying, spending a lot of time paying off debts for that. So just yeah. to have that experience. So yeah, that's, that's my graduation story. My high school graduation was a little different. Um, I think I had the advantage that people grew up with me. And so the person who was making all the name pronunciations, he, he had taken the time to check in with everyone because we all grew up together. And he was like, it's Whitney Keiko Romberg, Romberg, right? And Mm -hmm. I was like, yeah, check. And so that's why. Um, I didn't meet this person who bastardized my name until the day I saw her. So (laughs) that's that. So it goes. I still have a degree. And it's, I have a funny story for the podcast. Exactly. (laughs) Yep. And that's what this is for, stories. Exactly. Yeah. And, you know, you brought up an interesting point where you feel more like you relate to your mother's maiden name now, Sasaki, a little more um, where you want to take it. I don't know if this is true for everyone, but for me, like when I was younger, I think my name changing it and all of that was more about like fitting in and Mm -hmm. just like, you know, not coming off as too different. Whereas now I actually, when I go by something other than Anu, I actually, it's not that I feel like it's not representative of me, but I just feel like it's not as authentic. And I actually feel like I crave more authenticity as I grow older. Mm -hmm. And so like, my real name resonates a lot more for me. And even if I have to go to through that process of, you know, teaching people how to say it or getting a lot of mispronunciations and having to deal with that, I think I'm okay with that a lot more just because this name feels like me more than any other name. And that's really great that you, that you feel better about going by, by Anu versus Alex or Joey. I feel like there might be a certain a certain threshold that people get to in a lot of times where it's like, you know, this enough is enough. Did you ever feel like you got to a point where enough is enough? I feel like a lot of people, as they get older, they feel more comfortable with themselves. And so we're out, we're, we're not teenagers anymore. Like we're in our late twenties and so or early thirties. And it's like, you crave certain things that you didn't crave when you were younger. Do you feel like that applies to your experience? Even in terms of accomplishments and things like that, I think I'd rather be known as Anu and rather go through that harder journey of getting through some of those doors and stuff with a more foreign sounding name versus doing it with like Alex or Joey. Because when people say it, sometimes it it just doesn't resonate the same way. Like it just Mm -hmm. doesn't personally hit me the same way. 
Whereas, you know, you know, it's like, it's my childhood name. It's what I grew up with. And yeah, it's, it's just totally and completely me. I used to hate my name, like in grade school and all of that, because it was so different. Mm -hmm. There was this Oprah interview that I recall where, you know, this woman was like, I'm going to name my daughter Oprah. And Oprah's like, please don't ever name your daughter Oprah. They are going to be like the subject of a lot of teasing and bullying in school. That's kind of how I felt um, in, in, you know, elementary school is it just, it was such a foreign sounding name in a very non-diverse environment. And it just set me apart from the get-go. But now as I'm older, I think I like being set apart a little bit and like being unique. It is definitely a shift that came with more age and for me personally, just like a better realization of who I am. Absolutely. That's really beautiful. It's great that it's great to hear about your journey and how that has, that has changed how you feel about your name now. I totally second the Oprah thing. I think that person would have been the subject of many Oprah jokes. <laughs> and Oprah's great, but it's just, you want to be known for you and not the, no one's, none of us are ever going to match Oprah. And so that's just a really hard, really hard bar to come to. I definitely relate to that where I feel like as I get older, there are things where I want to be known for me and not because of some version of me that people think I am. Like none of us are responsible for the versions of the versions of ourselves that others have projected onto us. Mm -hmm. But I want to be like, like someday I want to have my professional things shifted to where it's like Whitney Sasaki did this or instead of Whitney Romberg did this. And so I'm actually really looking forward to that. And it's like, I think a lot of people relate to this where a name is something that's given to you. And it's a gift, but you have no obligation to keep it like with all gifts. And so with me, Romberg was a gift that I think was, it's for protection as well as just for the times. That's just kind of what you did. You just kind of took your dad's name. And so for me, it's, it's coming home to, to Sasaki. My mom's maiden name into where I feel more authentic and how it's representative of my family and also the, not the legacy of it per se, but just how I want to live out my life within those values. I also feel like the more people go by their names, no matter how ethnic sounding they are, or no matter how they, how they feel about it, it makes the next generation of people who have, I guess, quote, hard to pronounce names, it makes their lives easier because they can be like, oh, well, so-and-so did it, so I can do it too. And I think we touch on our presentation a lot in the podcast where it's like, that's really important. And it's the lack of representation that overall makes us feel bad about ourselves. Totally agree. Yeah. So I, yeah, I love what you said about coming home to your name. Certainly feels like that journey for me. I really couldn't relate to it and disliked it when I was younger. And now that I'm older, it just, it feels like me, you know, it feels like home. So really happy that I've gotten to that point. Yeah, that's great. I feel like there's, I went through that too with, with my middle name and I feel really ashamed when I think about it. Cause it's like, that's, that was given to me. That was a, that was something that it's, that's also a family name. And I think internalized racism had something to do with it where there was a time where, and I'm sure we'll talk about this in the future in media where it's like, I wanted to be like the Disney princess. I don't want to be Japanese. I want to be, I want to be like Anna or like have this basic name or whatever. I look back on that and I just feel a lot of empathy for my younger self because if I, if we grew up in a society where we felt affirmed by differences and celebrated by differences, 
then that would be, we would feel a lot better about ourselves and how, and be proud of that and to really embrace that. And I think so far we are trying to build that teacher. To all the Annas out there, we love you. <laughs> yes. And yes, absolutely. Love to all of, love to all of you who have had similar experiences like this. We would love to hear your stories in the comments. What I'm hoping is that people who are listening to this, this is also a resource for people who might not know a lot about the Asian American experience, but maybe they love someone who's Asian American or they just want to learn or they just came across our podcast. And so what is something next time somebody messes up your name? What do you hope they do when you correct them? What I hope happens when I change my name and when people mess it up because they will, and I say, oh, it's actually Sasaki. I hope they say, oh, thanks for correcting me. If I mess it up again, let me know. And I'm going to try my best to remember it. The end. And that's all they have to say. Okay. If they messed up, you know, I'd like them ideally to be like, oh, sorry about that. And then go on to fix it. Nowadays, whenever, you know, that happens, they just look embarrassed or like a little peeved that, that I have corrected them. I guess I just wish the the response would be less of like, I'm challenging them and calling them out for seeing my name wrong, which is not my intention. It's my, you know, my intention is just to be called what I prefer. That would be the ideal reaction is just an atmosphere where people are more inclined to really want to learn and get the name right. An environment where people are leaning in a little more and understand that the name is important to that person and take time to pronounce it properly. And I hope that happens more in the future where people will be curious. I think that's something I try to live by. Just be curious if you don't know something. Exactly. I was just going to say, if you really enjoyed listening to this podcast, we want to get this out to as many ears as possible. So please like and subscribe. If this helped you, just share on your social media pages. If you give us a five-star review, that'll definitely help us a lot more. And we'll see you.